Last week, when we came in for the mix, we talked about from Genesis chapter 12, God tells Abraham, he says, I am going to bless you so that you can... Ah, that was close, but not there yet. All right, let's try it again. All right, you are on the mark, just a little bit more behind it. Okay, you ready? God said, I will bless you so that you can... That's right. And then last week we walked through Acts chapter one, where we saw that God says, you will be my witnesses so that you can... That's right. And then this week, our second week at the mix, we saw that God has made us a witness. You will be a witness. The second thing is this. You will be a member of the body of Christ. God has made every one of you a member of the body of Christ so that you can... Be a blessing. That's right. So when we think about the church at the top of your piece of paper, can I borrow this, J.D., real quick? Real fast, all right? All y'all should have this in your seat. Do y'all have one of these? Do you have a pen that goes with it? You should have a pen in there as well, right? We're going to walk through this together today, and we're going to explain. I'm going to jump in right here a little bit. When you see the early church, you got to be thinking, what does that mean? What is the early church? Was it a building? Was the early church a building? No. Was it a big building? Was it a bunch of big buildings? The early church, right here, students. The early church was never about bricks or blocks, but it was entirely everything. The church was all about the body of believers, the people who were Christians. If we were to take this whole building that we're in right now and just wipe it clean and we were standing in the middle of a field, we would still be the church because we're not defined by our space or by a building, but we're defined by who we believe in. That's Jesus himself. And if you're a Christian, you are a part of the body of believers, which is called the church. When we say the early church, like we see on the screen here, that is referring to the very first church, the very first group of believers that was growing out of Jerusalem right after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. So get a picture of this. We read last week. Jesus tells his disciples, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my what? Witnesses. Witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. If you were to keep reading for the next 40 days, the church, the believers are sitting there waiting for the Lord to send the Holy Spirit. And we just actually sang about it in that song. He says, then the church of God, uh, I can't remember what he says right there, but he says, was filled with the Holy Spirit. He said it in the bridge. That's what she was singing just a moment ago. There was a moment, 40 days after Jesus had risen the dead, 
that the disciples were all together, they were all praying to the Lord and the Holy Spirit. God sent the Holy Spirit as a gift to them and it filled all of them up. Remember whenever we had that, the glove last week that we said you're filled with the Holy Spirit with great power comes great responsibility, remember that? Well, we didn't say the Spider-Man quote, but everything else, you get that, right? Okay. The Holy Spirit filled up the church and in that moment, the church was radically different because of what, ex- what they experienced through God filling them with the Holy Spirit. And that church was defined to look different than the rest of the world. They were radically different than their community. So let's look in Acts chapter two, what did the church look like in Jerusalem when God immediately filled them with the Holy Spirit? What did they look like immediately after that? Okay. So Acts chapter 2, looking at verse 42 to 47, that's our text for today. Acts 2, 42 through 47. I need your help as we walk through this. We're going to peel back the layers and see what descriptions we have for the early church, okay? All right, so let's jump in together. Verse 42 is where we're going to start at. And they, the church is what it's talking about, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, verse 43, and all our amazement came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Verse 44, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day, those who were being saved. I'm going to ask if Jonah, would you come up real quick? Can I get a microphone real fast? Is that okay? Can you bring me a microphone real fast? Come on, DJ Double B, sprinting. Come on now. You the man. Jonah, grab that mic from him real quick, okay? I want you to do me a favor. I want you to read this same. You can come over here next to me. Come on. You're going to read this same passage again, and we're going to walk through it together, all right? Keep going. Verse 42. Sorry. Go again. And they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and the, teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of the bread and the prayers and and awe came upon every soul and every wonders and signs were being done were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together and had all things in common and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the pro- the, the proceeds to all as any had need or to all as any had need and the day and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added, and the Lord added to their number every day or day by day, those who were being saved. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right, I just want to ask you real quick. We'll start at the very beginning. If you're looking at verse 42, they devoted themselves. What do you think would define the early church here? What did they devote themselves to? What would you say? 
Jesus. What is the, that's the church answer, Jonah. What does the Bible tell us in Acts 40, Acts chapter 2, verse 42? What does he say? They devoted themselves to what? What were they devoted themselves to? The apostles. To the apostles, what? Read, read that whole verse for me. What does it say? And they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching teaching in the fellowship, to breaking of the bread and the prayers. Okay, verse 42. What do we see there? What do they, what do they devote themselves to? Um. You got this, Joan. I know you do. What do they devote themselves to? The apostles, what? Teaching, like teaching in Teaching? What else? Fellowship. Fellowship. What else? Uh, breaking bread and prayers. Breaking bread. What in the world is breaking bread? I mean, they walked into Kroger and they were just like, get the bread, man. Come on. And what's the last one they said there? Prayers. Perfect. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much, Joan. I appreciate you helping me out. There's four of them to start us off right there. It says, they devote themselves to teaching, fellowship, breaking bread, and prayers. So let's start at the top here. Let's put down teaching. Oh my goodness, that's a big marker. Teaching, fellowship, For the third one, I'm going to put down the Lord's Supper because that's what that's talking about in my study. That's what I think it means. The Lord's Supper. And for the fourth one, I'm going to put down prayer. Teaching, fellowship, the Lord's Supper, and prayer. When it says teaching here, when it says they devote themselves to the apostle teaching, what they're saying is these guys were devoted and dedicated to studying and learning what the Bible had to teach them. They delighted in reading and studying the word and the, the apostles were teaching them all the time and they were dedicated to learning from what God's word had to say. If I were to ask uh, I'll, I'll ask Jake Simmons in the back. Jake, how old were you when you first started loving the Bible? Like you genuinely loved reading the Bible. You would do that on your own outside of just being at church once a week. You would do it on your own at your house. When did that begin? How old were you? 18 years old is when Jake really started loving and reading his Bible on his own. This early church are saying that they were dev, like dedicated and devoted to studying and learning and growing in what the word had to teach them. The second thing it says was fellowship. Now, what does fellowship mean? Is it just because if you have a fellowship hall in your church, you're good at fellowship? Okay, Jack, what is it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's doing life with the people around you. It's good, godly community. That's what you're looking for. I got you, Trey. No worries. I'll take that phone call. Okay, there you go. Perfect. It's about doing good, godly community with the people around you that are also believers. The third one, he says, is breaking bread, which in my opinion, it could mean meals. It could mean doing meals together. But when we see breaking bread, it also reminds me of in the, uh, in the New Testament, oftentimes when they talk about breaking bread, it was talking about the Lord's Supper. Because they would say, this is my body, take it and eat. This is 
my blood, take it and drink. It was the reminder of the Lord's Supper every time. Have y'all ever taken the Lord's Supper before? Y'all have, right? We do it at Bellevue all the time, four times a year at least. Breaking bread, in my opinion, means the Lord's Supper. Here, there's different scholars may say different things, but that's, that's what I believe this is talking about there. The fourth one is prayer. And prayer is just talking with God. It's not always just talking to God, it's talking with God. It's a two-way conversation. And the early church, what we see from what Jonah just pointed out from walking that text there, as he pointed out those four things, the early church was devoted, they were dedicated to the word of God, towards good godly community with each other of other believers. They were dedicated to remembering the good news of the gospel, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. And they were also dedicated to praying, talking with God on a regular basis. Does that make sense? Y'all see that from the text, right? If we were to read through the whole book of Acts, you would notice that prayer is a common theme throughout. And you're gonna see it often about them elevating the word of God they're going to talk about what they do fellowshipping with one another and also going to talk about what they remember about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If we keep reading in the text right here, he says, and all came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles and all who believed were together. Can y'all see this okay? Let me zoom in a little bit for you were together and had all things in common. Verse 45, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all any who had need. So they were selling their stuff and they were giving it away. And day by day, they were attending the temple. They were breaking bread in their homes. And they received their food with glad and generous hearts. I'm going to stop there for a moment. If we look at these right here, I'm just pinpointing a couple of these items that we see for the early church. See the teaching, fellowship, Lord's Supper, the prayer. Here's another thing you see. They see that they had all, they were amazed at what God was doing. The all of the church, they were blown away at their God, at what he was doing in and through them. I mean, the apostles were seeing God do mighty works. They were seeing people that were uh, being raised from the dead. They were seeing people that were being healed. They were seeing people that were, for the first time, walking in over 15 years. I mean, it was amazing. If you keep reading in Acts chapter 3, you'll see the miracles happening through the apostles. People are blown away at what God is doing in and through the church there. You also see the unity of the church. It says they were all together. If you see this spot right here, they were all together in what they did. I got to imagine that the early church wasn't gossiping about one another. Or there wasn't a bunch of cliques, but man, they were unified all on the same team, working together for the same mission. We also see that they went to the temple together, which means they worshiped together, right? Right? That's what we just did today. We do it on Sunday mornings. We worship together as the body of Christ. They didn't just go in large groups to the church. They also did small groups in the home. And we see this as a picture of discipleship. These new believers are going in the homes and being taught how to live for the Lord. And then 
I'll go two more right here and then we'll finish up the last. He says that they had joy in their hearts. They were glad in heart and they were also generous in their lifestyle. They, had, they were full of generosity. You see where the church come and oftentimes they, were, they weren't just giving because they had to because someone said they needed to give money to something, but they were selling their possessions and they were giving to the needy because they had a heart of generosity, a happy heart that wanted to supply and give to other people. The early church was a church that was devoted to having joy within and spreading joy without. Like they were going to be about ministering and sharing to those around them. They were unified as one body. They worshiped together, they discipled together, growing their faith together, and they were full of joy and they were generous. But then here we go. We're going to finish up these last two. We saw again earlier the worship, praising God. But here's what it says. They had favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those that were being saved. If someone's getting saved, what's happening for them to get saved? If someone is getting saved, how are they getting saved? What, what, what's happening? What do you got right there? Someone might be getting baptized. We see that too as well. But what's happening? They're accepting Jesus. How are they accepting Jesus? How did they hear about him? Huh? What you got? That's right, man. They were telling people about Jesus. They were sharing Jesus in their community and people were getting saved every single day. I'll go right here to this spot. We're gonna see these two things that their city was being changed. There was a real impact going on by what they were doing in their city. And then the last one, we see that there is evangelism going on. People are sharing Jesus in their city. Now, these 12 descriptions for the early church, I have to start there. I have to give you the full gamut so we can talk about it together. These 12 descriptions are a picture of what that early church looked like. And sometimes in the Bible, we'll see things that are either two, one of two things. They're either one, they're descriptive or they are prescriptive. Now you're like, what does that mean for me? Descriptive would be like this. Um, uh, can I, can I, could you help me out real quick? Can you stand on stage for me real quick? Descriptive would be like, I would say, um, you can come on up here, you're fine. I would say, uh, man, Miss Foreman has uh, long hair and it is a little like dirty blonde. Is that what you would call it maybe? A little dirty blonde. She's got gold earrings on and she's got a pink shirt and a black skirt and she's rocking the on clouds. That would be descriptive. Prescriptive would be, I would say, Hallie has dirty blonde hair, so everyone should have dirty blonde hair, and they should all have a pink shirt, and they should all be wearing a black skirt, okay? That would be prescriptive, saying this is what it looks like to do this, and this is what everyone should do. Y'all would say, that's not how it should work, because y'all should all be wearing, obviously, navy shirts and khakis and white J1s, right? That should be the play, right? That would be prescriptive. Thank you so much for your help. I appreciate it. We can see in the Bible where there's things that are de descriptive and prescriptive. A description would be, man, when Moses approached the Red Sea, he put his staff out and he parted the waters. 
Does that mean every time you go to the ocean, you should be like, where's my stick, man? I'm about to, I'm about to lay down the law. Let's go. You know, where's the Ten Commandments? Bring them out. You know, like that's, that's not how we should live. Like that's not a uh, prescribed next step for everyone. But when we look at the early church, this is obviously, Jack right here with me, bud. When we look at the early church, we see it's a description of what the early church looked like. Man, they were devoted to God's word. They were devoted to godly community around them. They were devoted to, man, remembering the good news of the gospel, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. They were devoted to praying with one another. They were devoted to being unified with one another. They were committed to it. They were committed to being full of joy and to being full of awe at what God was doing in and through them. They were so full of the Holy Spirit, they couldn't help but tell people about Jesus. And the city around them was blown away about how awesome their God was and how he was working in those people. People were radically different. They were giving away their possessions. They were selling their stuff, taking that money and giving it to people to provide for all of their needs. Like the city was being radically changed because of what God was doing through the church. And this is a description of what they look like. But the question is, is this how we should live as the church as well? Is there parts of this that should be true for every believer in this room? There is, right? Will you all agree? Shouldn't we as the church be devoted to the word of God? Shouldn't we as the church be devoted to good godly community? Shouldn't we be devoted to remembering the good news of the gospel? How, am I, how is Corey O'Hare going to remember the good news of the gospel every day? I brought one of these for you to show you. This is a sticky note, and my wife's over here. She's going to keep me accountable for it. I was thinking today, babe, I was thinking, how do I remind myself of the gospel every single day? And I was thinking, I, more than just my quiet time, I want to do this every day when I get up. I want to be reminded of what God has done. I'm going to put this in my bathroom when I'm getting ready to brush my teeth in the morning. And it says, Galatians 2.20, for I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. You know why? Because I saw what the early church did, and I want to do the same in my life. I want to remember the good news of the gospel. Prayer. I want to grow in my prayer life every single day, right? I want to be amazed at what God's doing in my life. And I can keep going around the whole circle. I'm just telling you, these are pictures of the early church, but it's also a description and a command for us to think through how can we model and imitate what the early church looked like. So today, I want to do a little activity with you guys. You've written down your full list on your piece of paper. And I want to ask you, if you'll do me a favor, will you go through, and out of all of these, I want you to decide, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you doing in these 12 areas? How are you doing in these 12 areas? You don't have to write anything down yet, but if I'm looking at this on my own, if I'm Going through here, I'll write with orange for middle school, all right? If I'm looking at teaching, devoting myself to the Lord, man, like to his word, I would think for Corey, I love the word of God. I've been enjoying reading. I've been really enjoying my time with the Lord in the morning, during the day, prepping for sermons. I have been loving the word. That's an eight for Corey. 
on a scale of one to 10. For my fellowship, I'm a part of a small group right now, a life group on Sunday nights. Cheyenne's in the back, but she's one of our life group members that comes with us. I'm probably gonna put that about like a uh, seven right now. I'm enjoying, we just went on a trip with our life group to Hot Springs, Arkansas. We went to Magic Springs. I think they should rename it Tragic Springs because it was not as hype as I thought it was when I was a kid. But man, we're doing, we're, I'm enjoying my fellowship with him right now. The Lord's up remembering the gospel. I'll be honest, man, I, I do not do this enough being reminded of what God has done for me through his death, burial, and resurrection. I'm gonna put that at maybe like a four right now for Corey. For prayer, I'm going to be honest, I've had seasons where I've been doing well and seasons where I've been not doing well. And I was talking to Reba the other day about this a little bit. Man, I feel like my reading, my quiet time, I have been struggling with a, carving out enough time to sit down and just pray for a long time at the end of my reading. I'm going to put right here for Corey, where I've been lately, I've been at about a three in my prayer. And I could keep going all the way around this whole circle and ranking them from a scale of 10 being the highest, one being the lowest, I could put that. I want you to do me a favor in your own time. Take about three minutes. I want you to go through all 12 of these, and I want you to put a number beside each one. And you personally, I'm not going to ask you to tell me your answers. This is for you personally. I want you to just write down where you think you land personally on these 12 items, okay? Take about three minutes, and then we'll pull back together. Thanks. Hey, guys. You don't need to... You don't need your neighbor to help you finish out what you think this is, all right? This is for you personally to walk through and put on a scale of 1 to 10 where you think you land personally for all 12 of these. When you go to the beach, you take your tent, your little, not tent, your little umbrella, I mean, your umbrella, your chair. You go down to the beach. You get to the edge of the water. You put down your chair. You put down your umbrella. You empty your pockets of all your stuff, your bag, and on your towel and everything, put it down right there. And then you hit the water, man. And in the process of going out to the water, you come all the way out to the edge of it, where you're at the spot where your shoulders are length high with the waves, and the waves are hitting you over and over again. You're, if you're what my wife says, you're jumping the waves, just having a blast out there. And about 30 minutes later, you look up and... You're not even in Florida anymore because the waves have moved you so far away from your original spot. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I don't know what state I'm in. Where's my family? Where's my, where's my umbrella? Okay? At that point, you know what you have to do? You have to walk in to the shore and make that awkward walk back down to where your chair and your umbrella are and then get back in the water. Because that's where you're supposed to be. But over time, you had drifted further than where you want to be. When I think about the early church, when I think about what described them, I can't help but think this is where we're supposed to be. As a middle school minister, this is where we're supposed to be. But have I, over time, from being a believer, maybe being saved, have I drifted away from where God originally intended for me to live as a believer and a member of the body of Christ? Because when our middle school ministry, when the members of the body of Christ start to live out these 12 areas, students right here, I'm almost done. When our 
middle school students, when the members of the body of believers start to live out these 12 elements of the Christian faith that we see from Acts chapter 2, when we live these out, you know what happens? You begin to be such a blessing to the people around you. You get to be a blessing to your community. You get to be a blessing to your city. You get to be a blessing to your family and to your friends. And in the middle of all that, you look up one day and you are in awe and you're amazed like we see right here on the far left side or right side. You see what all God is doing in and through you in this season of life. So my question for you is this. What areas on your chart, what areas on your chart have the lowest numbers that you can work on right now in this season to begin growing as a member of the body of Christ so that you can be a greater blessing to those around you? Does that make sense? This is a challenge for every one of us because no one's walking out of here with 10 out of 10s on every single one of these. All of us have areas to grow. And this is our chance right now to walk away with action steps for what's next for us. God has made every one of us a member of the body of Christ so that we can... Almost. God has made every one of us a member of the body of Christ so that we can... This week, I hope that you will look at these 12 and determine how you as a believer, a young man and woman of God, can live these out. What areas do you wanna grow in? What ways you can continue to grow and being a blessing to the people around you? God, I pray that tonight, as we continue to sing praises to you, you would help us to build our life up to be a firm foundation that loves you. That's our next song we're about to sing is build, build My Life, Lord. And I pray that every one of them would think, all of our students included, myself included, would think, how we can honor you, love you, walk with you in such a way that the whole church is blessed because we've been faithfully a member of the body of Christ. We love you, Lord, and praise your name.